Hi, Art Supply Posse. It's Kim. I hope you found time art for this week. Today's guest is an artist I discovered fairly recently, as recent as about four weeks ago, actually, at least uh, at the time of us recording today, because yes, guys, we are recording this and putting this out like days later. I'm sure you know that, but hey, this is actually a couple of months in advance. That's how far out we're scheduled, but it's a good thing. It means we've got lots of great people we're bringing to you in the meantime. Anyhow, getting back to it, this artist create absolutely incredible works of art. They are just magnificent and she shares them uh, via her YouTube, which I absolutely love because I love watching people make their art. I just find it so much fun. But she also injects her personality and some humour in there and I look forward to every video. I really have to say it. I just, I really do. I actually watched the latest one this morning as I was eating my breakfast and, you know, I love it. So without further ado, um, (laughs) hi, Nala. Uh, Welcome to the Art Supply Posse. It's so wonderful to have you here. Hi, hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm blushing. I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness, listeners. We are a little bit of behind the scenes. We record with the audio only, of course, but we have video on because it makes it so much easier to see the person you're talking to. So, you know, Nala is blushing, which is fine. You guys won't see that. But just just think, she's just think to yourself, she's blushing. She's happy, you know, so <laughs> it's good. It's all good. <laughs> so Nala, let's let's start with probably what's the most biggest question, the most important question, and that is who is Nala? Oof, that's a loaded question. Okay. <laughs> I know right. Gosh. <laughs> it seems like so straightforward. It's kind of like, okay, yep. my age, my name. <laughs> um, so I think me, the first thing, if I can think of like a nice like noun to say, I am a creator, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't just say kind of like artist. I think of it like more so broad wise because like mm-hmm. I don't just paint. I don't just like do things with my hands. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I like to dance at one part. I like to, you know, sometimes sing a little, you know, everyone has a little creative in them. But um, I think I'm a creative. I would say a creator and I use vulnerability as a power, I guess. Yes. So that would be who I am. It's your superpower. Like, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. It's your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what is your first artistic memory and it can either be it can either be art that you created like something you created yourself that made you go wow or it can be (laughs) an experience because I think experiencing other people's art or you know can be incredibly impactful on our on our lives so what for you would that be Oh man. Okay. So my first creative experience, um, I think on a personal level. Um, so my mother, uh, was incarcerated for the majority of my life and I used to visit a lot. Um, I live with my grandmother, so she made sure I visited, but when I went to see my mom or like any like letter she would send me, she would send me like doodles, like little pictures, like a picture, like a little big headed little girl or something like that. And so like, I think as far as I can remember, like my youngest first time of thinking about, you know, just doodling or art wise was I used to get letters from my mom and they would have just a bunch of drawings on there. She would sometime like get some of her like other friends who were locked up as well to draw pictures for me. So I think that was like my biggest thing. And so I would try to compete and copy it and do it over and I was super young because I was just like me 
six, seven years old. And I'm just like, oh, look, you know? And so I think that got me into like loving drawing to like drawing people, like the love for people. So I think that's like my earliest thought. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and the fun thing about like male art, I guess is what we call it now, Uh, back when you were receiving them, it may not have even had that name. You know, we just, I don't know about you, but I know I used to write letters as a a kid and you would just um, do art or whatever and not even think of it as anything it was just that was part of the letter writing process right yep exactly so I think um I think the mail art that your mother was doing and and others were putting in the two was kind of like it's something about going back to a letter particularly that doesn't just have words especially I guess when you're a child receiving a letter so you've got these these words these heartfelt words but then you've got art like you've got drawings and there's just something so exciting about that you know I don't know extremely um I used to make scrapbooks I -hmm. still have them they're like in my archives for like keeping forever I have like four like big scrapbooks of like I made to send my mom like every other year and she still keeps them as well. But like, I'll just be so happy. I have like a bunch of stickers and crafts and all the stuff that's happened. I remember like just writing in there, like, have you heard this new song? Um, You know, (laughs) I heard about this artist. Have you heard about them? You know? So like stuff like that, definitely like just like that type of expression. It's just like, Oh my gosh. It's crazy to look back at it. Like it it really is. Yeah. And I think, I think the, one of the things you see when you look back, particularly at that early stuff, is mm-hmm. the sheer joy in what you were doing at the time and the yeah. fact that because you were a child, you didn't have the same filters that you have as an adult. Like we all, exactly. whether we want to admit it or not, we we do our art now as adults, well, most of us, most people I've spoken to, and I know I'm one for it as well, but you you have that thing, that voice in your mind saying, oh, this isn't good enough, no one's going to like this, why am I, like all those things. You don't do that as a child, right? So, you don't, you don't. Yeah, it's just the pure art. Like it's just, it's creating for the sake of creating. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, like countless times. Like, like as a child, I feel like you find things to do all the time. Like I was like that child just like I used to like, go in the stores and like organize things or when I used to go home, I used to like always have like marbles and I used to like make little train tracks and stuff all over oh. the floor. Just as a kid, you just find things to do, you know, yeah. and like yeah. I love doing that, you know. Yeah, yeah. And even that's creative. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, yeah. So, so sort of do you think – Becoming an artist was always something you were going to do? Oh, my gosh. You know, as ironically so, like, I literally told myself, I said, I want to be an international artist. (laughs) I literally said in those words, my grandmother showed me the word. And the first thing I thought of was like, I want to be an international artist. And I literally always told myself, and of course, as I got older, I'm like, okay, let's be an artist of the school right now. You know what I mean? So I kind of, like, had to bubble that down. But I've always told myself I want to just make art and just create to just create as much as I can and still be a child like I always want to keep that innocence you know yeah so definitely yeah I definitely want that it's a beautiful thing that innocence Mm -hmm. and I wonder if sometimes we're kind of always trying to get back to that place like you know and I'm thinking particularly having watched watched your video where you were saying about 
what you really wanted to draw is feet and hands. Now, to me, if that's what makes you happy, draw it because, okay, Mm -hmm. or paint it or whatever, make it because, Mm -hmm. all right, maybe you're right. Maybe they won't sell. How do you know though, right? Like you may find, you may find that it actually will, but even if it doesn't, you're still making art for you. You would still put it on the channel, right? Because it's still yep. fun to watch the process. Definitely. And then you make other, you know, you make other art pieces that will sell. Like I kind of feel mm-hmm. like that was a thing that struck me when I watched that. I'm like, no, Nala, you have to do these things. <laughs> That's what you want to do. Do them. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Speaking on that, it's so funny because like a lot of the times, like I guess when I talk in my channel, I'm talking to what I would like to hear myself. In yes. a sense, yeah, I don't I take a lot of my own advice, you know, <laughs> like I really don't take a lot of my advice. No. I love talking to other people. I, I love hearing their situations. I love giving advice in that context, but I'm so hypocritical, honestly. <laughs> um, I definitely just thinking about like the hands and feet things. It's like, it's crazy because like, it's such a weird situation to be an artist in this type of like, you know, society, I guess, you know, and it's like, but I feel like the biggest thing, like how cool it is to be artists that you can still be vulnerable. You can still have mm-hmm. those childish moments because like, I feel like that's what an artist is. Like you're trying to like express as many things as possible. So I, you know, I do yeah. have to listen, you know, I may do a foot in hand painting. It's just thinking about it, you know, it's just, you just really have to tell yourself like, you know what, it's okay. It's okay yeah. if it doesn't, you know, yeah. you know, it's just, I don't know. You got to talk to yourself a lot in these situations, I guess. Definitely. I'm the same. I I am incredibly hard on myself, yet will give everybody all the advice that I know yes. I don't pay yes. enough attention to. But I think, I think there's something about just doing the thing you want to do. And, yes. you know, if it doesn't sell, cool, because mm-hmm. you've, you've made a thing you've loved and you've loved doing it. And even if you make a hundred of them, that's still okay. I mean, I don't know if you really want a hundred hanging on your wall. That's probably another story, right? But yeah. But it's at least it's at least doing the thing that makes you happy. But then it might spark some other level of something that actually will be so like, do you know what I mean? Like I think that's one of those cases where we're just like, hang on, dial it back a bit and just remember being a child and draw those feet and hands. You never know. You right. never know. <laughs> Very true. Definitely. Definitely. Um, if I would go on a tangent here, I think a lot of that like reluctance as far as like really going in to experience new types of things or trying to get back to my roots is that I speak a little bit about in my channel, a little bit the relationship I have with my father mm-hmm. and he was an amazing artist and mm-hmm. he gave up entirely of art. And so it's just like, when I think of him, he let so many outside forces and, you know, really stop him from doing what he loves. And I really try not to have that happen to me. So like, if that means doing this channel and trying to tell myself, it's okay if you don't get the response you want, as long as you do it. And so I have to just keep remembering that. But I think that's why I've been really reluctant on doing those things. Mm -hmm. A little trauma in there, I guess. But, you know. Yeah, of course. But then by the same, uh, the flip side to that is you don't know what kind of response you'll get if you do make them, right? Very true. 
There could yeah. be a whole community of people out there desperate for you to make that particular type of art so they can buy it and hang it on their wall. You just don't That's know. Yeah. You just don't know. You know, at least try it. And it's not like it's not like you're performing brain surgery and, you know, someone might die mm. if you get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like we get very serious about our art and I get it, yes, but we're yes. not we're not doing any damage to another human being. So it's probably okay for you to make that painting. Right. You know, I, I, I keep forgetting that. I really do. Like, it's so hard because people tell you art is so serious. It's so serious. It has to have yeah. a reasoning for it. And I'm just like, no, I just want to paint this. I just want to draw this. I want to use up my materials for something. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Yep. No, yeah. completely on board. I'm completely on board. No, I think, I think I know where you're coming from and I know it's hard. And you're right. I think it is a constant conversation we have to have with ourselves about yes what we're doing and why we're doing it and why it's important to do what you love doing as well. Definitely. You know, I think it would be sad if you were working as an artist but you were creating pieces for others that you actually didn't really like. Yes, oh, that's one of my biggest fears, honestly. Yeah. I don't want to be trapped, you know. I don't want to be trapped. No. So, so how did you discover that? art was therapeutic like what what sort of made you realize that creating mm -hmm. art because you've obviously been doing it for since, as we discussed since you're a little child so yeah what made you realize what made you realize though that there was something more to just making beautiful things that, that it could actually be therapeutic and helpful to you and others I'm going to imagine having read some of the comments on your videos you help yes. others as well so how oh, yes. does that how did that come about you know, I can't even like, I can't even like point a certain time. I think speaking to the whole situation with my father, I think the one thing, okay, so my dad, um, he wasn't like, I didn't live with him, but he was still a father. He would visit yep. all the time. And when he yep. did visit, he brought every type of art material and like into the scene. So I mean, like he would bring me so many different things. Like I would sit there, create with him and then he would leave. So it's just like, I think as I keep going, I trained, like trained my mind, like that was my happiness. Yeah. So as I later got older, I was just kind of like, oh my gosh, I really do love doing art, you know, within my yeah. mom and my dad. It was just things that kind of clicked. And so as I got older, I realized like I can really express myself in the art. It didn't have to just be like traditional art. Mm -hmm. And once I found that out, I'm just like, huh this is very therapeutic. And like, <laughs> ironically, my grandmother, she's um, a substance abuse counselor. So I've had a lot of people in my life who do know about mental health and things like that. So yeah. it's like, she got me a lot of information and she was always, you know, always a really good listener. And just, I fell in love with mental health and trying to express yourself differently, you know? Mm -hmm. So then I looked into just doing a bunch of random art, you know, and just creating and it just found the power and it's just kind of like, it feels so good to just get it out. doesn't matter what you do. Like you can put mm -hmm. a handprint on a paper and just write a bunch of words around it, you know? Yeah. So I just think it's just so beautiful, honestly. So very beautiful. So what made you want to use that kind of, outlet for others or to to make other people aware of it like what made you go well okay I'm not just going to create this YouTube that's about my art only right. but but mm -hmm. also talk about your vulnerability your superpower and but how right. that can help like how artist therapy can help others 
Yeah, you like, honestly, you, it's funny you say about your grandma being the mental health worker mm-hmm. because yes. kind of what you're offering on your channel, not that I want anyone to think that you're offering mental health advice because you're not, <laughs> but talking about it and saying how it helps you and suggesting it for others I think helps others too. Speaking on my grandmother, um, even though she, you know, she was a substance abuse counselor and like even my like my great aunt, she worked in social services. So it was like a lot of like supportive situations. But mm-hmm. as far as my mental health, um, I just didn't really get that much support. <laughs> um, so it was just kind of like, I don't know, I think speaking um, just in the black community, I think when it mm-hmm. comes to children or just growing up like mental health and like that type of awareness is not happening at all so you know and I think that definitely affects a lot of younger people and not even just the black community but most younger people because they don't trust their emotions you know and I think people are forgetting at a young age even though you're younger you experience so many things that people don't understand and I guess they never really realized how much like things affected me, you know, mm-hmm. as far as like not having a mom, not having a father. I was yeah. grew up around older individuals, my great aunt and everyone, you know, so it was very rough, but I think they were just grateful that I was fine. So they didn't really see the problem. That's the thing. Yeah. They didn't see the problem. So they don't acknowledge the problem. So yeah. I think that's what it got into saying that I want people to be able to acknowledge how they feel. And so that's when I really got interested in the idea of like being vulnerable and voicing yourself. So I had no idea other people felt the way I felt. So <laughs> I didn't know what to think going into YouTube. You know, I went in at first saying, you know, I want to acknowledge what I'm going through and I want to let other people know that it's okay to acknowledge what they're going through as well. You Mm -hmm. know, so I think that that's what I came into. I had no idea that it would affect so many people. And I was so happy. I I was so happy about it. I just saw the little girl like I just would like have loved to heard, you know, what was going on now, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. it's it's one of those, it's a tricky thing, isn't it? Because obviously your grandma and, and great aunt and everyone else for that matter were super concerned that you were going to be okay. But right. they either weren't aware or didn't have the tools or maybe it was a combination of all sorts of things to actually not just you be okay in terms of on the outside, like, you know, to have a bed, to have food, to have clothing, to have school, but yep. the mental health part of it. And obviously for, for whatever reasons, you know, my psychologist has this um, interesting saying which he throws at me from time to time and it is that people are doing the best that they can with, what does he say, with the tools that they have. So they're doing as well as they can with what they know. And exactly. not everybody wants to seek out more than what they know. Like yeah. I suspect you are like me in terms that you want to know more about yes. how to be a better person, how to grow, how to help yes. others, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But not everybody is like that, which surprises me a little, I must admit, but I guess that's just because yes. that's how I always am. And so right. he tries to remind me that everybody is doing the best that they can how they know you know, with mm-hmm. the tools that they have and whatever. And I guess you're, they would, they thought they were doing okay by you. And obviously they were because you're still here and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. 
that, that's Definitely. a but it's clearly there was a lot more going on that could have been right. helped and and dealt with I think and at least you have your art as an outlet yes which is a good thing grateful. so grateful definitely grateful I, that's why I even though in my channel I talk about art but I try to like say just do something creative that's something that you love to do like you know there's people that say like I love to write I love to do music and I'm like well do it like just yeah. find some time of the day to do it do it before it disappears you know yeah. <laughs> it's the biggest thing I think is I think it's not just finding time but it's giving yourself permission Yes. Like it's so easy to get caught up in the minutiae of the day, you know, going yes. to work. Whether you love your job or not, you're going to work. If exactly. you have children, looking after your children. If you have pets, mm -hmm. looking after your pets or your partner, mm -hmm. doing your chores, all right. those things. But a lot of them <laughs> things can be popped aside for a little while if you give yourself permission to do that yeah. thing you love you're to do. You're choosing yourself, you know, yeah. and people – Sometimes people don't do that. I don't think people realize mental health is like super important, you know? It it, yeah. it keeps you moving, you know? Yeah. And you gotta take time to like you gotta fuel yourself sometimes. And I think people don't prioritize that and they don't really see the benefit of it because you'll see the benefits of it, you know, honestly. I feel like it's it's like drinking some water when you're parched <laughs> entirely. So Definitely. Well if you're if you're doing better mentally then you're going to be able to be a better all-round person, exactly. like not just with your art but everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. Definitely. So, um, I want to step to aside a little bit and talk about mm -hmm. the art materials and, and what you're using for your art because mm -hmm. I always love – I love acrylics as a medium, but they can be tricky. And I know you don't only use acrylics. Like I know you've got a, a big art supply vocabulary, which we love. <laughs> what is it about acrylics that you particularly really enjoy and works for you as with your art? Um, I think acrylic was the first type of like paint I've ever used mm -hmm. so of course I was extremely comfortable with it and I I'm just recently getting into oil paint and but I think as far as like comfort like being comfortable I feel like acrylics they do dry pretty quickly but mm -hmm. I feel like if I can manipulate it enough they'll paint like oil like it's yeah. so funny because some people are just kind of like do you use oil paint for your paintings and I'm like no I just put it on thick you know yeah. I just put everything on thick and like yeah. That like in it of that self which just kind of like shows what I'm talking about. Like I try to go in to my art, like and not hesitate. Like I wanted to put it on there. So I think it's like yeah. a confidence thing too. And if I have oil, you know, I'm trying to like. I think, I think right now because of my style is more so. I'm not trying to use like techniques of my brush. I just want to mm -hmm. get the color on there. So yeah. I'm not worried about blending or those techniques quite yet because yep. I will be doing that soon. But I really want to go back to like color theory and just yes. putting it on the painting, you know, because I want to do stuff that people can do. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just yeah. following the colors backwards, starting yes. there. Yes. And then you get into the other stuff. But I'm just super comfortable with acrylics and bigger brushes, I guess. It really does like it's 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 nerve wracking because I mean painting is just vulnerability in itself anyways. Oh, yeah. It's super nerve wracking, but I mean yeah. like it's 
something comforting about even though you make a mistake, you can change it. I yes. think that just kind of like gets you, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny actually. I, the, the talking about the color theory stuff as you, with your videos, mm-hmm. I love because you've pointed out some things that I think I knew inherent, inheritingly, like deep down, I knew it, but to have mm-hmm. someone go this, say, like, say what you say. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's why that works. Like, <laughs> it's so funny when you sometimes when you hear someone say something did you actually already know but maybe you don't even know why you know you know what I mean do you ever do that when yeah. you're like, I know it works but I don't actually know why right say it? and I'm like oh that makes so much sense and it's that just- makes sense yeah <laughs> it's funny um so um even though I am a uh freelance artist. I do do part-time and I work at a painting with a twist. It's um, just a franchise and it's just basically people come in, sip some wine and paint. So I teach those classes a lot. So a lot of it is that I have to show that you have to be confident. So literally the first thing I say is just put that paint on the paper. That's all we want to do right now. And don't be afraid. And I said, whatever quote unquote mistake you have, I will fix it right in front of you and show you how you can change it. Your paintings are all going to look different, but they're all going to look that they have their own expression and their own type of feel. So I yeah. think about that when I do some of these videos sometimes. I haven't really like got out the box and like taught a painting, which I mm-hmm. will do eventually. But I feel like leaving it to just like tips and tricks for right now, just to get everyone comfortable, I think is the yeah. best way. I well, I think it's, I think you're right because sometimes you will, I mean, you're going to obviously have, and I suppose this is one of the things with YouTube is you're going to have people coming to your channel from lots of different places. You are Mm going to have beginners who have maybe just brought their first art set. You're going to have intermediates. You're going to have advanced. You're going to have people that don't even want to learn how. They just want to watch you, right? (laughs) Yeah. And I guess in some ways that's kind of like the class you're taking with these people who Mm -hmm. in some ways painting and drinking is a good thing because Drinking gives you false confidence, right? Exactly. <laughs> loosens you up. <laughs> so they're going to be one or two drinks in and they're going to be ready to go. You're going to say have confidence and they'll be, oh, I've got confidence. I've got all the confidence yes. in the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You, it's so funny because you can literally see it like when you get maybe like about 15, 20 minutes in, everyone is silent. It's just like they're so focused. And I'm like, you guys just had two whole wine bottles. How did you guys just just get so serious? And then out of nowhere, I say a break, and they're in the middle of the floor dancing. I'm just like, this is perfect. (laughs) This is perfect. It's just like their confidence goes all the way up. And that's like the beauty of it, you know? Yeah. I think that's that's an incredibly important thing, I think, that experience for somebody new especially because they're having fun. They haven't. They're not learning at a traditional class, where which of course you can talk about having studied yourself, but where it's mm-hmm. is it serious and art is you know it's a serious thing and la di da and all these old masters and all these right. stuff. <laughs> and they've got this young woman who has mm-hmm. talent who can teach. She's she's making them feel confident. They've got wine, which helps enormously. Yes. And a lot of fun. And I think yes. I would think if I was somebody new and I had you or someone like you come and show me art in that way, I'd be hooked. I just want to be making art all the time. And I think that's a really incredible, incredible thing you're giving people by doing that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. 
um, yeah, I just, I, you know, and like when I first started, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, that is my dream. That is my dream job based on my part-time. I was yeah. just like, I, I just can't wait to do this. And it's just kind of like, currently, like I work at like two different franchises. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> I work at one all the way in Virginia and I work at one here in North Carolina because I moved. Mm-hmm. And so I'm literally traveling back and forth doing these paint classes. And like the customers are like night and day and it's hilarious. And it's like always different type of personalities. So yeah. I don't know. I think I got addicted to doing that, <laughs> honestly. Well, you're bringing, you're bringing, you're bringing joy and happiness to somebody and, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, that's what it's all about, really. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we need to have, maybe we need to have a, a video, maybe a live session where we all drink and watch you and we oh paint. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh, that would be hilarious. Like, oh my gosh, you know. I, you know, and speaking on that too, like I, I always wanted to be an art teacher in a sense as well. Cause like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I would love to teach kids. Like yeah. I, I've always loved children. Like I'm, I think I'm just a very childish individual. I'm just very youthful, I guess, but I, I love playing with kids and I feel like teaching art to kids. It's like, it's such a joy. Cause you get to see that early stage of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like sometimes when you get like adults a little bit tipsy, they see the dance floor and it's just kind of like they get right back to that kid. And it's just like, oh, I love it. I love yes. it. <laughs> so do you think is that something perhaps future Nala might become is, is an art teacher? You know, I would love to do that. Um, I don't. It's just that I really I'm just like dragging of not going back to school I just yeah. really don't want to go back to school but yeah. of course you know I'm always open to learning um but you know I think YouTube is like my best outlet for now to just mm-hmm. really work on doing that and you know even if I don't see people one-on-one I think YouTube would be really fun to just actually have certain types of days where I'm going to have like a lesson day so that's yeah. definitely in the future I'm going to be doing that 100 yeah. percent well, there's, it's certainly something you could do, and you could you could have classes actually targeted for kids. Why not? Like, yeah. you know, it, that's the beauty of of YouTube is you're not um, you don't you're not limited to one particular thing. You can essentially right. do whatever you want to do. Like, you know, you put it out there and and make it happen. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> definitely in the books. Definitely in the books. So where do you find your inspiration? Obviously, artist therapy is a big part of, of your art. We've just mm-hmm. come off we've just come off the back of uh, October, so Halloween. So you did that wonderful yeah. series of scary, yeah. spooky videos, you oh know. Oh my gosh, yes. What what kind of what do you like to make? What like what is your inspiration? What is it a person? Is it a feeling? Is it a time of year? Like what sort of works for you? Huh. All right. So I think because like I think that's a question as far as like my style sometimes because I do do mainly like realism and a lot of symbols and things like that. Um, but just I don't know. It's it's weird because I originally when I first started painting, one of like my first paint series was a series titled Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I know getting back into mental health, but my series literally started with just recording myself at one of my like vulnerable moments. Yeah. I would record myself crying, snotting, crying, like angry. And I would yeah. sit there in front of the camera and just let it rip, you know? Yeah. So it was just kind of like that was what 
I love to do. So now I find myself randomly when I have my moments, I take a picture of myself. It's such a weird feeling, but that's how I inspire myself. Like when I'm really at my lowest, I just get out my phone. I write my like notes down of how I'm feeling and I go down a list the next time I want to paint. And I'm just like, Hmm, so how does my face show up for this word? (laughs) So it's literally like sometimes what I do, you know, um, it just depends on what I'm feeling. And I think I speak a lot too on my channel is that I wish I could just know what that feeling looks like, like looks like without looking at myself. Like I'm trying Mm -hmm. to work on being more creative in a sense, you know, that's why I'm trying to work on the theory and things yeah. that comes to the whole art theory um therapy aspect because I'm learning with everyone else you know yeah yeah um, yeah because like I mean it's easy to paint what you physically see it's harder to paint what you have in your mind so I'm I really was actually, trying to like, <laughs> that was gonna be my next question how do you do that like how do yeah. you get feelings onto a canvas or onto paper like my goodness that's tricky it's very tricky and I love it. I love the challenge. Like, I love the challenge. And I think my cheat code sometimes to force me to get creative with like this like information is I write down all of my dreams. Um, ah, yeah. Wow. So I, I'm definitely going to be doing some of those on my channel, but I literally have a bunch of paintings. I have notes all in my phone and things. And I write down every single dream because I have vivid dreams about all the trauma and all the like random things. And I've been trying to practice and trying to paint them. And so that literally leaves it up to entirely imagination. So that's what I've been doing recently too, to help me get a little bit more creative. Wow. Yeah, it's wow. very weird. And I say that because most of my dreams are really dark. So yeah. things are more of a darker, somber kind of feel. <laughs> well, the, the picture, the painting you've got directly behind you on the, where you're sitting. See, is you sitting on the bed? Is that what? Where yeah, that's are? what I did. Yeah. yeah. That is incredibly emotional. I watched that video and I just was speechless that you've created, there, there's so much feeling in that art, that piece of work. And I was like, how did she do that? Like, how did you manage? Obviously, it's it's skilling technique. I, I understand that much. But mm-hmm. they're getting out those feelings and it's just, wow, it's it's amazing. And I think that's a fantastic thing that you managed to do. It's, it's unbelievable. Well, you know, honestly, speaking of that exactly, I literally took a bunch of videos and still shots of me in one of my darkest moments again and I thought about as far as like this one you know schooling and certain things help because you think about you know rules of third and all that and how things work and all that stuff so it did help me in that scenario but when I Mm -hmm. actually like looked at the image I said I'm not going to make this just a simple picture technically i'm going to really try to make it crafty and so when i started painting with it i said it needs something it's empty and i thought about the emotions i was feeling and i'm just like i'm just gonna make something really deep and just kind of like go with that way as far as like of a hole i thought of being sucked into that hole and i just kind of just spitballed i guess you know i was really proud because I don't really do that a lot as far as like thinking of things on the spot. Sometimes mm-hmm. things are like really predetermined and I sketch them out ahead of time, yep. but yep. it's ra- rarely like I actually like just kind of think of something on the spot. But yeah. 
yeah, thank you. Because that was a challenge myself. <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> a challenge. I'm trying to teach myself to get more comfortable doing those things. I think it's it's interesting that you say and that that a lot of the art is particularly darker, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it is on one level, but, but mm-hmm. for me it strikes me as it's you're capturing humanity. Like this is mm-hmm. what it's like to be a human. We are yeah. not, despite what we see on Instagram and and everywhere else on social media, right. we are not perfect beings who always look gorgeous and are always dressed fabulously and have the best lives and homes and food and nonsense reality is humanity and I think seeing these these paintings that you make where like that one in particular Mm -hmm. where you are showing a particular vulnerability and a feeling that you've had or feelings that's that's what I want to see like that's, yeah, wow. that's I've never thought about it like that. Honestly, <laughs> I've always, you know, I've always like I felt like people for the longest have told me, "Oh, why are you always so sad or why do you always think that way? Why are you always so negative?" I never really thought in that that way. So when I do create pieces, I think, "Oh, this is probably dark to most people." Mm-hmm. And I never really thought, you know, I, I'm not alone. Like this is this no. is normal. People feel this way. Yeah. And for the longest, I felt like I was alone. So mm-hmm. it feels really comforting to hear that, honestly, because that's what I started to see on YouTube and my channel that a lot mm-hmm. of people feel the same way. You yes. know, I, I honestly thought I'm just like, oh yeah, this this girl just does nothing but just dark art. There's, you no. know, and it's just like I never thought. Not of it. at all. Not at all. Not at all. Don't ever think that. I think for me, like, so I have had anxiety for the bulk of my life, pretty much mm-hmm. teenage years onwards. It's mm-hmm. I am I am medicated. I have therapy. I'm doing all the things, but it's there and it exists. And right. I, I I've sometimes thought. Perhaps I see things, you know, when I'm trying to express myself because I, I use my, my photography camera is camera is my uh, default way to express mm-hmm. my world. Um, right. Although I, do, you know, I play with other art materials, of course, but that's 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 how I express myself best is via a camera. And I've often thought, oh, am I showing? Particularly when I'm trying to show how I'm feeling when I'm anxious. I've been working on that as a series to try and, you know, kind of show how I feel. Mm-hmm. But talking to other people, I realise it's not always necessarily someone may not have ever experienced mental illness, but they have had periods of their life, particularly with this pandemic going on, yes. where they have had days of just feeling low. And yes. to see that represented yeah. in art, that is legitimate and that is humanity and that is totally what you want like I think the world isn't always beautiful but beauty can come from things that aren't what you might when someone you know if you particularly if you say to a child I guess what is beauty they're going to go flowers they're going to go you know shining sky like sun all that because that's that's the that's the cliche right yeah there is beauty in darkness too yes yes i like one of my sayings is like it is crying is not a weakness 
I just like, I see it as in like the fact that you can control your emotions or just to know that you're human. You know, I tell people all the time, you know, I pride myself because I used to have a lot of outbursts. Like I would just literally cry. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know why. Mm -hmm. Like the other day I was literally laughing so hard. I started crying and I'm like, wait a minute, (laughs) what's going on? And, you know, I... I thought about those things as I've gone on and just kind of like, I can feel when I'm about to cry. And I think Mm -hmm. when I can acknowledge it, like, look, I'm really feeling some type of way right now. And I really need to step away from the situation. It's not you. I just need a moment. And I think the fact that people can say that, that is so powerful. Incredible. Truly. I feel like crying is a strength because I feel like the fact that you can help, like, just like, healthy like you know it's it's, it's a healthy thing it's just kind of like you're just like letting all that steam out letting all that out all that yep. compressed things out is beautiful yep. honestly yeah. so yeah 100 percent. i think it's such a beautiful thing and i'm trying to redefine that to how people mm-hmm. think crying is a weakness you know yeah. so yeah definitely definitely i so, i hear that one so if you have if someone's listening and you know they've had maybe they've had trauma, maybe they haven't, maybe they have had mental illness for a long time or a short amount of time, but they're at a, at a stage in their life where they they know they would like to work it in a creative way, but they don't quite know how to go about it. Like what sort of, what could you suggest to them? So let's put your educator hat on for a minute and let's kind of go, all right, these things work for me and this is why they work for me. They might work for you. Like what what would you suggest to somebody that wants to try getting a bit therapeutic with their art? Honestly, the first thing I would do is I would not cover how you're feeling. I would acknowledge that in that spotlight. So if Mm -hmm. you are in that heightened emotion and you're feeling something and you want to express that onto paper, I would start off just recording yourself. I think just just do one video and just look at yourself and just as you gradually doing that, just kind of like see how you react and just like, it's definitely an awkward, you know, relationship with yourself. But I think just record yourself one time so you can physically see like from the outside what that looks like and just start from there. Think about what colors you see. Think about how you're feeling. Think about all of that. And just start with the video and just write things and just start there, I think, acknowledging that on footage mm-hmm. I think is the biggest thing. That worked for me. <laughs> to transfer that over to a a painting or a, or anything really creative, yeah. do you think it requires anything? Like I know for a lot of people a barrier is I don't know how, so therefore I right. won't try. Right. Like, what, what do you say to that? Like if someone said to you, look, Nala, I'm mm-hmm. super keen, I really want to do this thing, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, grab a glass of wine or a bottle of wine. That's going to mm-hmm. help enormously. But, <laughs> like, what would you say to someone who's just, they've got that thing of, oh, you can't make art because you're not trained as an artist. Like what would you say to somebody who really wants to give it a go but just just is scared? Like you're scared. They're just scared to try. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think speaking like on an outside view, like I didn't, you know, uh, go through all that and learned all those things. The first thing I did was I just copied a lot of things. Going back to when I was a child, I would look at books. I would look at other artists. I would look at their style. And there's nothing wrong with copying. 
because your style is literally just collaging a a bunch of other styles and then making Mm -hmm. it your own. So I think just looking at more art, seeing and just just start copying it as much as you can. Just keep going as much as you can and look at other styles and try to somehow collage those together. And you'll see. It's not going to look exactly like that, but that's how you know that is your version of it. That is your style of it, you know? So I think that is like the biggest thing. Yeah. Do you think, like, what do you feel about brands of art supplies? Because I know there are some people who want the best, the most expensive, and they they can't create or they won't create without it. And I know there's a lot of people who will... I've, I mean, with a past episode of the podcast, we sp- actually spoke about creating art simply using a biro pen and paper. Okay, and yeah. some of the stuff that people can do with just a biro pen is yes, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, where do you sit on the whole spectrum of art supplies and, and you know, do you have favourite brands? Do you use whatever you can get hold of? Like, how are you... Mm-hmm. And, and do you have a big collection of art supplies that you know you've got to get through or do you constantly find yourself adding to your collection? Like I know it's one of those things we yeah. sort of tend to do a bit of both, I think. But what, <laughs> what's art supplies for you like? Um, so, yeah, art supplies is definitely um, all over the place for me. Um, I honestly, I love a good Sharpie marker for drawing. I don't know why. It's something so soothing about just like, you're going to put this mark on this paper. You cannot erase it. It's defined there. You know what I mean? Um, Now, as far as like acrylics, um, I'm definitely going to say it it really does depend on the quality of paint because you can really Mm -hmm. get some very liquidy paint. I show it a lot in my videos. It depends (laughs) on what type of brand paint you use. Um, I tend to shop at like this discount art store, Hobby Lobby. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. um, But I, you know, I think I use a lot of, uh, I think it's called Master's Touch. I think that's the brand name, Fine Art Studio. Mm -hmm. And they have a lot of sales. The name sounds terrifying. Like, oh my gosh, I'm going to spend so much. But they have a lot of sales. Um, But I use their canvases. I use their paints. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just something really good about like a nice thick layer of paint. And it means a lot when you're creating art. You can't, you know, and speaking on paint brushes as well, you want to make sure you get a paintbrush that does not shed because yeah. it gets into all of your paintings. It's happened multiple times with me and you really have to take care of your brushes. I have like my paintbrush soap and all of that good stuff. But I think Master's Touch as far as like acrylic paints and canvases, mm-hmm. I use a lot of. Yeah. Especially since I'm going into painting more often now. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Um I've recently got into the uh the markers that are like trending everywhere. I can't think of what they're called. They're the, um, what are they called? Yeah, they're called the Posca markers. Oh, yeah. Love them. I'm obsessed with them. Oh, I my have God. got such a nice collection. They are the best things yes. in the world. <laughs> I love them. They're perfect paint markers. I just, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's just like a thick paintbrush. It's, it's yes. honestly. First thing, I would use Posca paint markers if you're first starting out because it has all the color, has everything you need. So I would definitely use Posca paint markers first. Well, the, the, the really great thing about them, particularly for a new new to art type person, is there is really no mess. 
Like it's the downside paint and all those sorts of things is you've got, especially like oil paints, you've got a setup and you've got all this stuff you've got to do. You just Mm -hmm. pick up a Posca marker, grab the nearest piece of paper and go hard. Like, and it feels great drawing with markers. You feel like a kid again. Like, I just automatically thought about drawing with crayons, you know? Yeah. It's really cool. One giant coloring book. Make your own coloring book. Start with black. Go in. Color things in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so do you think, like, is there, this is probably a, a weird little question, but is there art you wouldn't make? Yes. So, so that's definitely a subject that's weird to me. So I speak a little bit about my, um, about it on my channel. I'm not really fond of like art that is like, if you have to explain it, yep. like, I think if like, I feel like it's some art that's, I call it not historical art, but I'm not really fond of like just myself stuff. That's like, like textbook. Like if you don't know the historical subject, if you don't know the actual information of it, you can't really break it apart. And I don't like art like that. I like art that's universal. Yeah. So, you know, I, I personally don't do a lot of abstract art and I'm jealous because I want to. So I'm, I'm trying to practice to do more of it, but I love the idea that anyone can interpret it. So I just, I, I think interpretation is the biggest thing. So I don't really like art that it's hard to really understand it in a sense that it's just like, Mm -hmm. you're like the elite. So if you don't understand this, you have no idea what art is. I don't like that. I just really don't like that. No. Not no, a arts, fan of that. Arts for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you have do you have like um a favorite size to work on? Um honestly, I find myself working around like the more so like I think maybe like 18 by 20-ish. Kind mm-hmm. of like not really super big because I can get really close because you know artists we have our bag backs and I'm tired <laughs> of punching over that much. Um <laughs> but I like something that's big enough I can pick it up and move it around. But yeah. everyone loves a nice huge like 24 by 36 or something because those yeah. just make you feel good when you finish it. Yeah. But <laughs> it makes you feel so good. And if you can find a good deal on it, please snatch it up. It doesn't matter what you put on it. Just take it. Just take, take it. it. Yeah. Honestly. But yeah, yeah, I definitely find myself working with like kind of like 20, uh, 20-ish type of sizes, honestly. But and how long is it? How long? Like, is there kind of an average time it takes you to create a painting or is it sort of dependent on the subject? Honestly? I crank out art so quickly, but it's just kind of like, I have so many different distractions. And <laughs> I, I record like my channel on many different devices that just die randomly. And they're the only <laughs> thing that's keeping me from not just finishing a piece quickly. I think so for my horror um, kind of month, I finished mm-hmm. two paintings in one day. And that's because I had nothing to do that day. So if you could gauge it maybe that way, I yep. think. And they were like... I believe 12 by 24. So if I would say one of those pieces, 12 by 24 piece, it took me at least maybe three hours to do that whole mm-hmm. piece because yep. like I work really quickly cause I'm not really like afraid to like yep. mess up anywhere. So I'm pretty quick yep. when it comes to art. If I can really sit down, put my music on and focus, have some coffee, whatever the case may be, I'm good. I can just knock yep. it out. <laughs> cool. That's that's great. That's I, I do love quick art. Like 
There's something to be said for just sitting down and doing it in one go if you can. Like it's like yes. it feels good. There's something about it. I think yes. maybe I know I've sometimes felt perhaps it's kind of like a chore when you've got to go back to it. You yes. know, oh my gosh. done so in right. one hit, you're done, you've made this awesome thing, yes. you can move on to the next thing. Yes, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't make it like a chore because I know many artists, you know, we have so many unfinished works because sometimes <laughs> we just can't sit down the whole time and do it. And then once you leave from it, it's just kind of like, hmm, this isn't as interesting as I thought it was before. And <laughs> you just kind of like artist block. I don't know what to do anymore. You know, it's like, I feel like you do a style one day. It's like hard to like repeat the same pattern over. You want to yeah. change it up quickly. So then you're on a loop, you change it up, you want to keep changing it. Now you're just going over and over oh, again yeah. and you're trapped. Yeah. You're trapped. Yeah. Have, you ever, have you ever abandoned something? You've just gone, no, I can't. Oh, I'm just yes. done. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like, honestly, my grandmother had literally had to literally dumpster dive to get all the things thrown out. I. <laughs> thrown out like I have just been like you know how in the world could I have made this like I wasted a canvas <laughs> and I try to recycling things you know I have actually one giant piece it's really big and it's yeah. uh, actually a 24 by 36 and it's a painting of like just a background with clouds and I was uh -huh. like this is too happy I don't like this I don't know I don't know how <laughs> I don't know I just it felt weird. And I was just like, I'm not comfortable with this. I am going to just scratch this whole thing and start over. It happens a lot. And I love doing that kind of, honestly. It's like, oof, it's 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 gut-wrenching, but it feels good when you actually start over yeah. and yeah, the new thing you created. That's yeah. the biggest. Yeah. Um, I mean, and th that's part of the fun, I think, is, is realizing it's not working out. But thankfully, it's something – you can usually you can paint over it or do something else with, exactly. with the canvas. That's that's yes. a wonderful thing. I can't imagine creating like I don't know doing pottery or something and getting to the end point oh. and absolutely hating it oh. and not being able to do anything about it. That is like, terrible. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 Oh, that would be tears. <laughs> yeah, straight tears. <laughs> tears. I would oh, know what to so, do. <laughs> Nala, is there anything else you want to talk about? Like, I kind of feel like we've had such a great conversation that literally could go for hours, but neither of us yeah. have got the time for that, and the listeners don't want the time for that. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we kind of wrap up here? How are you feeling about our chat? Honestly, this was amazing. I am so happy I did this. This was, like, super informative, and, like, I think the biggest thing I got out of this is that there are so many other people who feel the way you feel. Mm -hmm. And it's, you just, you're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing. Um, yeah, it was just really cool. Um, I am more confident now to keep going. And you gave me so many amazing ideas. I definitely <laughs> want to shout you out because I love talking with you. It was amazing. Oh, thank um, you. Yes. It's my pleasure. I am going to look and see some more of yours because I can already <laughs> tell they're probably amazing. I am going to look for some more, and I'm so happy you had me on today. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's delightful. I'm I'm so glad you made time. It's just amazing. I think I think maybe this is a conversation we could return to in 12 months' time or something, and oh, you yeah. know, catch up again and see how see how everything's traveling for you. And and um, yeah. yeah, that'd be fantastic. 
100%. Thank you so much, Nala. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. 